0: It's been a very difficult week. We're still in the shiva of the tragedy in Meiron that took place on Lag Bahima night. It's impossible to wrap our heads around it. It's eerie to think that the says in this week's parashah in the Techecho, that when we are deserving of great punishment, ish People will stumble over one another, over one another as in flight from the sword, but there is no pursuer. They stumble over each other, nobody's really actually, there's no real enemy that's running after them. It's a crazy thought to think that this is the way they perished. The Koshu Ish, the Yochid, they stumble one on another. How often do we stumble by not properly behaving toward our fellow Jew? I was so taken aback this week, I got a telephone call from a friend who was asking me how to deal with a certain bacher, a certain bacher that's in a high school over here a very good boy, very sweet boy but he has a little bit of a sharp tongue and he was explaining to me how this boy lately he just seems to be very very sharp in his conduct with his friends to the point that boys go and after he says what he has to say to them and he's only kidding of course but they go and they cry and they can't get back to themselves in this week's parsha, it says, And Rashi tells us that we're talking about O'inoas Dvorim. O'inoas dvorim is an Aveira you're not allowed to tshepa, you're not allowed to tease, you're not allowed to pain somebody with words. In fact, Chazal teaches us that Oinoas Dvorim is more serious than a north mummling. A north mummling is when somebody, let's say, plays with the scales, let's say in a fruit and vegetable store, let's say you have a a guy that's selling vegetables, and when the fellow puts the bananas on the scale, he's going to lean with his elbow on the scale. That guy's a crook. Yeah, he's a crook. But the guy that teases his friend the guy that slanders his friend is even more of a crook. <laughs> our our mouths, our tongues, are like arrows. They're like burning coals. And the damage that we do to one another is something that's horrific. Chazal teaches the says in Baba HaMetsuyeh that We have to be extra careful with our wives because because her tears are very, very, very readily available. We know very well that a woman is very quick to cry. And woe to us, if we cause that crying, we bring her to tears, because of our being a little bit over-sharp. A lot has been said this week, difficult to grapple, to grasp what took place. the or Blumenfeld, he spoke about, you know, it's rare that a Rebbe tells a Talmud, I don't know, I just don't know. So I added that it's really okay not to know. It's not embarrassing for us to say, I don't know, because everyone comes to a place that over there we can't know. As much as you know, the greatest, the greatest mind that can have the greatest understanding in Hashem but he's still going to come to a point that he doesn't know and that's when Amunah kicks in and Baruch Hashem we are Ma'aminin Bnei Ma'aminin we are believers we are the children of believers and we're going to keep on believing every single one of us and it's okay to say I don't know I don't know And nonetheless, I go on, and I in, and I learn, and I do mitzvahs because we believe. In the greatest, this week there was a three and a half hour course, an Esha Teir type course of proofs of Hashem's existence and the existence of the Teir. So does somebody think that uh, there are no questions left after that? Of course, everybody with his mm. ability to to conceptualize Hashem and Hashem's Torah, but everybody falls short at some point. And again, that's where Emuna kicks in. So, this week we needed to to be able to draw a big, big portion of Emuna, and that's a good thing, also. It's no, no, no embarrassment to say I don't know, and I believe. One thing I would want to point out, and that is, as always, when a tragedy of such numbers, 45 people, which is such a large number, but we have to be very, very careful that we don't turn it into a statistic. In this week's parasha, Parashas B'chukhoi say, we're going to be Makayim, the Takana of Ezra. Ezra made a Takona that, before Shavuos, we have to read the Tochecho. Tichle that the year and its curses should come to an end. So we fulfill that twice a year, before Shavuos and before Rosh Hashanah. And we have a very, very difficult toychechah, a very difficult set of curses. Frightening, absolutely frightening. And then, after that, the Torah teaches us the parasha of Erechim. The parasha of Erechim is about a person that says he wants to give to Hegdish, he wants to give to the base of Mikdosh. Erek ki he wants to give his erech, he wants to give his value. So every person has, a, has his own value, dependent upon the fact, whether he is a male or a female, if he's under 20 years old, if he's older, over 20 years old, if he's older, older than 60, every male, every female has a erech, and that's the amount of money that they have to bring to the base of Mikdush. And the question arises, what does that have to do with the pasha of the Terechacha? What's the smichus? Why is it adjacent? So the Chayzim al-Lubalim taught us that when a person reads the Terechacha, he loses his self-worth. Look at who I am. I'm nothing. I could be blown away by a leaf. Just a, I I, I could I could be I could be scared from a leaf. The Torah says in the parish of the Techechot, wild wild curses that unfortunately over the generations we've seen that the they've been mepuim with the Jewish people. So a person can lose his self value his worth. And he starts being dejected. So for that we need the parasha of Eireichim to teach us that every single Jew has value. Every single Jew is special. We don't count 45, we count one by one tzaddikim, k'doishim, pure people, pure men, pure bocherim, sweet children. Each one is a tragedy in itself. You know, 10 people make up a minion here in the Vayi Tzion, you know, very, very often, we dive in with exactly 10 people. Does anybody who has 10 people in a Minyan, do you ever try to get, oh, let me have an 11th, because this way I'll have more Shekhinah. The Shekhinah comes with 10 people, zero. 10 people complete shina. Maybe if I have an Vayi guy, you know, that's in shorts and tank tops, and maybe he's not even davening. So I'll bring in, I'll get, I'll I'll look to find a better, quote-unquote, I'm joking, of course. I'll go look to a Rosh Hashiva that'll come in and replace one of my uh, Nevei students. Nobody would ever think of doing such a thing because a yid is a yid. Ten yidin make up a, a minion, ten yidin bring the Shekhinah. So every single Jew has such value and he's irreplaceable. And it's a a whole lifetime that was lost. One by one, we have to try to focus on every single one of them, one by one, one by one. My Rebbe Zechreda Lavrecha Rav Pan, I remember him saying about this week's parasha. At the end of the parasha, we have a discussion of the mitzvah of Maiser Bahima. Maiser B'Heinah is a very, very interesting mitzvah. It's not like, let's say, you would have, we know that we have to give Tshumas and Maisers, and all produce, particularly Dagon Tiresh V'Yitzhar, grain, grapes, and olives, Possibly on all the seven meaning possibly on all fruits, Midrabanan we give fruits and vegetables. So what do you do? You, you, cre- you create yourself a big high pile of all the produce, and you take off 10% for Maise 10% of what's left for Maise Sheini, you take off Truma, take off Truma's Maise. You do what you need to do. Over here, there's a whole situation by Maise behemoth. By Ma'aser we bring the behamas to the entrance of the deer, of the barn, of 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 the stable where the where the where the behamas hang out, and they have to pass through one by one, <coughs> and the tenth is my Hashem. There's a whole question in the Poskim in the Gemara. What happens if at the time that the 10th one comes out the 9th one goes out together with the 10th one or the 11th one goes out together with the 10th one Well, maybe you call the 11th one 10 and you call the 10th one 11 Okay, for that you have to learn the scepter But nonetheless, they each have to go out one by one So my Rebbe said why is it that it's such a peculiar way of counting the behemoths, why wouldn't this be enough? That if I, I know how much livestock I have, if I have a hundred behemoths, it should be sufficient to take off ten behemoths. My Rebbe, the Rebbe Rappan, said that livestock is not like grain. Grain, mm-hmm. you take off ten mm-hmm. percent of the grain. Okay, not such a big deal. The Torah wants me to take 10% of the grain and give it to the levy. That's what Hashem wants, so that's what I'm gonna do. Livestock is very, very expensive. Imagine if a guy has hundred behemoths, and he's gotta take ten behemoths and give them to Hashem. That's very expensive. A head of cattle is 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 big money. It's not it's serious stuff. So over here a person can be dejected, that he has to give such a large amount of his livestock for, for Hashem, so here the Torah tells us, this is what you're going to do it. one for me, two for me, three for me, four for me, and so on and so forth, nine for me. The 10th one is for HaKadosh And this way there was an emphasis on how much Hashem is letting me keep for myself. We need to count. We need to count them one by one. Kadeshim. All things that have to do with Kedusha and this week's parasha. The Shavuot Shabbos Lashem. Six years, one year for me, two years for me, three years for me, six years for me. I'm going to give up a whole year, Hashem. Seven years, the seventh year of Atidish Seven sets of years. They're all for me. The Shnasa Chamishim. That we give to Hashem. We need to count them one by one. One by one. And this, if there's ever a time that we need to count them one by one, it's the Kadoshim of this event. Such an event that's incomprehensible. We can't come to grips with what took place just a mere week ago. But at the very, very least, maybe we'll come to some understanding of what a tragedy, of the proportions of the tragedy that came upon Qelal Yisrael. Maybe we'll be able to come to some understanding if we count them one by one. Everyone is an Eulam mole, an entire world. Like Chazal said, Why was man created as one? that everybody should realize that he's an oyleh moleh, he's an entire world. Let's understand how much that we are an entire world. Let's respect our friends, one by one. Each one is an entire world. Chas v'shalem. not to bring anguish to a friend, to a relative, to a spouse, even to a child, and maybe more so to a child. To be careful of the thegna's not to tease them, not to shepherd them, not to make them feel incompetent. And if we count people properly, count them one by one, Akrishborku will help. that I believe that way we'll be closer to Har Sinai or in a few days, ten days now, will be to be Macaba the Taya, from Akrishborku and we'll hear the thundering of Anoichi Hashem Evo'ikecho.